It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. The Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. Welcome to it. The fallout over Buffalo City's ailing infrastructure has reached Ganubi Beach, which is still closed due to two extensive sewage spills. Dean Knox joins us now. He's from Jongenenge Eco Adventures. They're based at Ganubi Beach, intimately involved in initiatives to try and improve the situation. Before we talk about improvements, Dean, just explain to our listeners who aren't aware exactly what has happened. How bad is this problem? We've heard reports of raw sewage leaking into the river, into the estuary and out into sea. Thank, thank you, Darren. And um, good morning, listeners. Um, I uh, the situation is bad, and thank you for, for shedding some light on it. Um, just to clear up a misconception, the sewage spills are not always a constant. they they an occurrence. It's something that, that usually happens due to failing infrastructure or ailing infrastructure. And I'd, I'd like to give the analogy of a, of a tree. You can imagine a tree that's growing. The stem is it has to be broader than the branches so that the stem can support the branches of the tree. And as the tree gets bigger and the branches get longer, the stem gets thicker and thicker to cope with that extra mass. Our sewage infrastructure, when it's marked out on a map, looks a lot like a tree. And higher up the tree, say in areas like Ganubi, um, Dorchester Heights, Abbotsford, where the city's expanding, you have new sewage infrastructure added on and linked into the existing infrastructure. As the sewage flows closer to the coast, more and more pipelines join the infrastructure, so the capacity has to be greater, much like the stem of that tree I spoke about. Now, what's happened in, in East London is, as you get closer to the beach, there's been no investment in infrastructure to cope with the greater load. If this was a tree and the branches kept getting bigger but the stem didn't grow accordingly, the tree would fall over, and the, the sewage falls that we um, see now are signs that the tree will fall over if it's not attended to. So as you get close to the beaches, the pipes should get bigger and you have this much greater flow and at Nahoon Beach in particular, at the Atlanta River Pump Station, you have a very um, high volume of sewage flowing to that point, the lowest point and you have a similar thing in Ganubi as well. So the sewage all flows to the lowest point and the way that our sewage infrastructure is set up is it flows according to um, catchment areas. So as soon as there's a blockage in a pipeline or there's um, increased uh, volume because people have their downpipes from their gutters illegally connected to the sewer system, manhole covers pop and then you have raw sewage escaping from the sewage lines and entering the river systems because they set up along catchment areas. So there's a couple of, of issues that need to be dealt with here. One is the, the aging and ailing infrastructure. A lot of it was put in in the Nahoon area, particularly about um, 70 years ago. So there's been very little investment or no investment in increasing the capacity of the sewage system to cope with this um, increased demand. And, and this is due to uh, densification. So people are building townhouses on properties that used to have one residential property or you have uh, granny flats. Um, you also have urban sprawl, so the city's growing bigger and you have rapid urbanization in the last 70 years where a lot more people are coming to the cities. So it's not just in East London that we have this problem, it's, it's all over and it's due to a lack of investment in new infrastructure. Dean, going forward, identifying the problem is one thing, 
Do you have mechanisms in place or forums with the authorities to make sure the problem gets sorted out and that going forward we don't have more instances? Yes, well, you know, you know on our BCM rates bills, there's money collected for sewage, so and it goes according to your earth sizes. So, say the average size property in Nahoon is 1,000 to 1,200 meters squared. Most households are paying around about 500 to 600 rand per month for sewage, and that's how it's justified on the bill. The scary thing is that that money can just go into the kitty, and it's not used specifically for sewage. So, I think one of the one of the issues or one of the ways in which we could raise this money is actually to ring fence the money that the city is collecting for sewage. I think smaller households are paying around about 160 um, rand a month. So if you had to work on 260,000 households in East London all paying, say, 200 um, uh, rand a month, you're looking at about 50 million rand a month that's collected sure. um, for sewage. But that 50 million is not allocated to sewage. It goes into the BCM kitty and it can be used for anything else, um, which which I think is, is problematic because you have Nahoon being one of the most affluent areas but affected by the most effluent. And then, there are many reasons why the investment might not be happening in Nahoon. They could be political, it, um, where it might not be the voter base of the people making the decisions and that political interference it can be a massive problem as far as uh, service delivery is concerned. Um, you also have uh, maybe a, a lack of um, a, a finger on the pulse, you know, where the people making the decisions are not really aware of the extent of the problems and this planning is, is not happening and the approach from BCM is often reactive rather than proactive. So a reactive approach is um, waiting for people to report spills and then reacting to them by closing beaches and then sending a team to try to find the source of the leak, etc. A proactive approach would be uh, planning and spending the, the allocated budgets on upgrades. Sometimes allocated budgets are, are not spent uh, correctly uh, um, and planning is not happening. Another proactive approach might be weekly inspections of pipelines where you actually have people walking along the pipelines to um, detect any blockages, any manhole covers that have popped. So the issue can be resolved soon after it happens rather than waiting until the effluent is already running out at the beach and then trying to find what the problem is. Um, another proactive approach might be to, to have an initiative to inspect private properties because a lot of people don't know that their downpipes from their gutters, if they're going into the ground, it means that they're entering the sewage reticulation system so when there's rain it exceeds the capacity of the sewage pipelines and then we then we have overflows so those are some proactive methods that could be um, implemented as well as security of infrastructure you know often sewage spills might be a result of, of um, infrastructure being stolen um, and therefore we need AI cameras we need um, maybe even uh, using technology to to detect or early warning systems, so telemetry systems and sensors, which you could put in various places along the pipeline to, to measure the capacity or to identify any leaks, etc. Let's focus on Ganubi Beach, if we might, Dean. When exactly did this last spill occur? And give us an idea of how bad it is and how efforts to, to sort it out progressing. I, I was notified last week of um, 
the, the sewage that has been flowing into the Ganubi River, it, it looks like some's bubbling up from under the ground. So it's under the sediment. There's a pipeline um, near the Marine Club in Ganubi. There's also a pump station which is um, which is failing or not operating. Um, so those are the two sources of pollution. I'm told that uh, there's a part that's needed for the pump station that isn't currently available. So we don't know when that issue will be resolved. So that's why there's currently um, effluent running into into the river there. And Ganubi is usually very pristine. So usually if there would be a sewage spill at Nahoon, then uh, we would move our operations to Ganubi. But we actually based at the Life Saving Club at Nahoon Beach next to the Sanza River Pump Station where, where we monitor the situation um, over there. When there's been a sewage spill, as is the case in Ganubi currently, um, the the city will close the beach and it will remain closed until they get two days of clear, safe samples. But it's unlikely that they will get that um, if uh, the problem isn't attended to. So the first thing would be would be stopping the spill. Um, fortunately for Ganubi residents, the issues in Ganubi are, are not quite as bad as what they are in Nahoon. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that we, we need to actually look at mm, new technology and look at what people are doing inland because not, not all cities are at the ocean. So not all cities have the option of um, just pumping effluent or letting it run off um, through purpose-made overflows into the estuaries and, and into the sea. Um, if you think of a place like Bloemfontein or um, the or Johannesburg, these places, um, we could probably learn quite a lot about how they deal with their sewage. We could learn more if we look at some of the European countries um, and uh, American countries where they're actually harvesting methane. They've got bioreactors which uh, heat up the sludge and uh, neutralize the, the harmful components of it, and it can actually be used for fertilizer. They, they're purifying the water. Um, these kinds of, of circular systems um, need to be introduced. Mm. I think it's, it's way overdue. If our infrastructure is 70 years old, there's a lot more efficient and effective means that have been developed in the last 70 years of, of how to deal with sewage infrastructure or how to deal with, with the actual sewage, the waste product. So we need to start trying to implement those. Um, it, it's, I think uh, in Nahoon, residents have been very proactive about setting up the Nahoon Estuary Management Forum during, I think, the last 10 years. And it was it um, involved a number of public meetings, bringing together all the stakeholders, including the DEET, including the municipality, uh, sanitation departments, residents and recreation um, interests in the Nahoon area. And a Nahoon Estuary Management Plan was actually set up and endorsed by all stakeholders. Um, and the Nahoon Estuary Management Forum has done incredible work in terms of holding the municipality accountable for these issues. And in fact, gone as far as um, um, getting court orders, four court orders, in order to compel the municipality to, to act on these issues, you know, rather than getting them just swept aside and... and um, but have those been effective? Have those been effective, Dean? But have those interventions been effective? The Nahoon issue has been going on for years. Yes, it, it, it has been going on for years. So this, this government inherited the problem to a certain extent. 
but failure of um, to plan uh, accordingly and failure to upgrade and spend budgets accordingly has, has resulted in the issues being exacerbated. The Nagoon Estuary Management Forum has borne fruit in that those four court orders had to be complied with. And, and in response to them, the municipality has complied with certain aspects of it. For example, they um, beefed up the security at the Ishanza River pump station. Um, they also painted um, numbers on inspection covers running along the Ishanza River pipeline, and they cut the vegetation along that particular pipeline in order to allow for inspection. Um, at the moment, the inspections are mostly happening from from residents rather than actual municipal officials having a, a schedule of maintenance and inspection. Um, we also have the municipality having um, uh, um, allocated alternative power supplies to the pump station because at Nahoon in particular, um, failure power failures usually result in um, the sewage spill. So if there was load shedding that affected the Islanda River pump station, that would be a problem. Uh, so most pump stations should have a backup generator and alternative electricity supplies. And, and with that being added, about midway through last year when we had some very bad sewage spills in May, we went for six months without a sewage spill at Nahoon, which was quite, which was quite significant because by my records, between 2020 and 2023, we had 26 sewage spills. In a, in a period of three and a half years, we had 26 sewage spills that affected Nahoon Beach, with it then being closed for one, two, three, or four weeks with each of those sewage spills. So the problem is, is very bad if you consider it in that context. 26 sewage spills in less than four years. We went six months until December when another sewage spill occurred because uh, there wasn't an automatic um, migration onto one of the alternative power supplies, and we had to wait for an electrician to come do a manual switchover. There are other um, there are other possible solutions, which, if conducted properly, can be effective. For example, at the Islanza River pump station, there is a sump, which is an emergency storage tank, which can store maybe four hours worth of sewage overflow. But that's only effective if um, once it fills up, the honeysucker comes in and empties the sump. Then it will be available for that surplus overflow while the electrician, for example, is coming to do a repair, etc. So the sumps have to be emptied as well. So that would be maybe a low-hanging fruit, you know, walking along mm-hmm. the pipeline, emptying the sumps, making sure that there's um, alternative power, um, backup power supply, generators, etc. But actually, the, the big issue is going to be... Um, resolving the the ailing infrastructure and, and specifically the problem points. So along the Nahoon pipeline, there's about seven problem points. Along the Ganubi pipeline, there's about three problem points that the solutions can particularly be used to sort out those uh, problems. Um, along the uh, Nahoon River, for example, one of the old pipelines that was laid in 1965, um, it, is very flat. The gradient is very flat, so the sewage slows down and salt settles on the bottom. Right. The municipality could be dredging those with a bucket um, and and cable uh, every nine months or so. One of the court orders compelled them to actually do that. It hadn't been done in years, and that was done in December 2021, January, uh, sorry, December 2022, January 2023. 
um, they actually dredged that pipeline. So um, there, there are things that can be done. A company, Zutari, was also appointed, and, and this was after the pressure from the Nahoon Estuary Management Forum. Uh, Zutari were appointed by BCM to propose solutions to, first of all, um, inspect the whole system and then propose a number of solutions, which they've done, and they, they do have the credentials, the experience, and the, the knowledge to propose these solutions. So that is definitely a positive. And uh, in a report from um, the municipality to council on the state of the sewage systems and also on the state of the compliance and reasons for not, not fully complying with the court orders, um, some possible solutions and a time frame of 2027 to resolve the issues affecting the Nahoon uh, estuary and beach was, was given. Now, that would be fantastic. If, if we can work on solutions by 2027 and the budget is allocated by BCM, uh, then then that's absolutely fantastic. And I think it would be fantastic if the court actually made that an order of the court, that whatever solutions they come back with um, are, are made an order of the court so that they stick to the time frame of 2027. And something that I've often thought to myself is, wouldn't it be great in this lifetime, in my lifetime, to sort out the sewage issues plaguing the Hoon? Because I started surfing there in 1988 and I still remember sewage falls back then, although they were nowhere near as frequent as they are now, the, the issue was present back in 1988 when I, when I initially started surfing. And if these problems can get resolved uh, in my lifetime, I think it would be significant. And um, I think of a day possibly where kids can actually paddle on canoes up the little Ishanza River estuary and they can see all the wonderful bird life and there's no uh, negative health implications. At the moment, we don't do canoeing on the Atlanta River estuary. Obviously, that would be irresponsible because we know the extent of the issues and how quickly the, the, the sewage can occur. Um, fortunately, with the Islanza and with the Ganubi River, um, when there is a lot of rainfall, then it does help to flush the system. Um, if there is uh, rough seas and large swells, it can also help to to move the, the, the sewage that's been sitting there off and the beaches are more likely to open soon if the issues have been attended to. As we speak, the beach is closed, Ganubi Beach. Ganubi Beach is currently closed as far as I know. The effect this must have on your business as well as those of the uh, cafes, B&Bs and other tourism-related industry in the area has got to be huge. Yes, I think so, because, uh, you know, when people hear that there's a sewage spill at Nahoon, for example, or a sewage spill at Ganubi, it's big news when the spill occurs, but it's not. It's often not big news once the issue's been resolved, and that might sometimes lead to a perception that the, the issue is always bad, that the sewage is always bad, which is, which is not always the case. Sometimes it's better than others, um, depending on whether the, the system has been maintained, whether there have been any spills, uh, depending on, on rainfall, um, wind direction, sea, well size, etc. But I think the important thing to remember is that the sewage needs to stay inside the pipelines. The sewage needs to stay inside the pipelines and at any place along the system where that doesn't occur, it will enter either our fresh water if it's higher up or into our recreational waters, rivers and beaches 
if it's lower down and close to the sea. And, and uh, our municipality needs to, to get serious about um, protecting our areas. You know, um, Marine Beach is an incredible asset for tourism. Um, in the December of 2021-2022, the beach was closed for two months. The, the beach was closed over December for two months. And uh, that's completely unacceptable. You know, and you asked me earlier about how this affects my business. Currently, um, Ganubi um, is not affecting my business negatively in that our primary location is Nahoon. So that's where our outings are currently happening. If we were to have an issue at Nahoon and I don't have the backup venue of Ganubi, then uh, then we're going to have a, a big problem. Um, but uh, that, that issue in Ganubi needs to be resolved. Um, and I, I think... Uh, the, the Nahoon Estuary Management Forum needs to be commended for for being willing to to do the hard task, you know, being willing to to um, engage with the municipality, but in a way that holds them to account, and in a way in a way that is assertive and um, and actually uh, has results. So to, to Chris Thiart and the Nahoon Estuary Management Forum, thank you for your for your efforts and to to BCM sanitation team that are actually working on the ground. Thank you for your efforts because there are a lot of people in DCM that are doing the best that they can do with the budget and equipment that they are allocated um, and uh, we, we wish that they would be allocated uh, greater budget and greater equipment in order to, to do their job and also to, to be given newer infrastructure that allows them to do their job without the unnecessarily unnecessary challenges um, brought on by the ailing infrastructure. I think we'll leave it there. Dean Knox, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion. We hope the Ganubi Beach is uh, open soon and that the problems we're facing on uh, Ganubi and also on Nahoon as far as uh, the effluent issue and the raw sewage that's spilling into the river and the sea is uh, resolved soon. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Darren. Have a good day. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.